Hey guys, welcome back to the Adventure Geeks, uh, the uh, history section. Ian here with my uh, brother Austin again. Hi everyone. Hey, so I know we talked about doing another history podcast for uh, Ireland and St. Patrick's Day. I haven't really been able to sit down and come up with an idea for it. Just because of what's going on in the world and... Uh, it's kind of, I don't know, for me, it's kind of hard to concentrate on, like, on, on serious stuff when you're worried about uh, coronavirus. Yeah, like coronavirus, um, Facebook, Twitter, and the news are telling us the world's going to end. Dealing the hell in a handbasket. Yeah, the end is nigh, like all that typical bullshit. Yeah, so we decided that instead of doing something serious, we are going to have a very lighthearted, very funny uh, podcast. And we're gonna, it's going to cheer more to our advent, the adventure side. When it comes to outdoor sports, so we're going to talk about skiing and snowboarding. Now, this is more of a humorous uh, podcast, so I want to give a shout out to uh, two YouTubers in particular that we got this uh, format from. The first YouTuber is a combat veteran, I think Drew Rodriguez. He did. He's a uh, military veteran of the U.S. Army, and if you guys type him in on YouTube, you'll have a bunch of videos about like the top 10 MPs, top 10 infantry, top 10, like top 15 reservists. They're funny and they're very crude, and we appreciate them a lot. It gets us through our day. We haven't uh, served in the military, but we do appreciate people that do, and we just want to give a shout-out to the uh, members of the military right now. I know you guys are going through a, a tough time with this whole coronavirus outbreak, as uh, as we all are, especially as people have posted for overseas. Overseas, stuck on base, school's getting delayed. Yeah, just the, the works whole country shutting down yeah don't forget to do a shout to yusha right yusha thomas sorry man we love you too we love your uh your videos we love your humor we love the um the da- the dangness that comes out of both of you guys so keep it up and you know we support you guys whatever you do but uh yeah so we're just gonna use their format a little bit and we're gonna do the uh top 10 skiers and boarders you don't want to be on the slopes yeah, so both me and Ian have skied for a year since we were kids. Mm-hmm. I worked at a ski mountain last year in New Hampshire. I can tell you I met a lot of scumbags on the slopes. And I was a ski instructor for years in high school, and I can tell you I've seen some of the best and worst of uh, parents when it comes to their children. Kind of makes you hate humanity, doesn't it? Yeah, see, I, I, got, a problem with, I got a problem with kids if I ever have kids. I just got a problem with other people's kids. <laughs> All right, how do you want to start? Right, we're going to go one at a time through our top ten, uh, top 10 skiers and boarders. I think I'll go first, and then we'll alternate, and then if you want to jump, we want to jump into each other's conversation, we can. And uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just have fun with this thing. All right, so the first border, skier or boarder you do not want to be. We call this the Karen for the female, or Steve for the male. Or, or just man-child. The man-child, in, in yeah. General. The man-child. Usually, these are the people that complain constantly to upper management or you know the lift, the lifties, anybody on the front line of uh, the ski of the skiing, ski and snowboarding industry. You want to talk about some examples that when you were an instructor? Uh, yeah, sure. So I had a um, you know I won't say any names or anything, but I had a little um, I'll call him a demon almost uh, like just like 10, 14 years ago. This kid did not want to learn. Like he didn't want to learn the way we were trying to teach him how to ski. He wanted to do his own thing. He was a bit of a brat, but. When his parents found out that he didn't go on the big slopes, they complained to management wanting a refund. We tried to explain to them, like, well, your son didn't do anything all day, so we didn't feel like he needed to go on the slopes. And that just, you know, sent them over the edge. Which, I'm like, 
Hey, I, I get it. The, the kids are the apple of your eye, but in all seriousness, if your kid's acting like a little bastard or a little little brat, then do something about it. But sounds like they didn't, and they wanted to complain to the manager. Yeah, they complained to my boss. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you didn't do anything all day. Let's see. On my side, I had a few run-ins with those uh, types of skiers at the uh, mountain. Uh, one time, we had had to open up a lift, and it was like snowing. It was packed in, mm-hmm. and this guy went past the close and went by the lift. And I said, professionally, my first week on the job, sorry, sir, it's going to take a while. This lift's not closed. He started screaming, like, I'm going to wait here. I don't care. <laughs> and I saw red, and I had visions of taking him and throwing him off the um, side of the mountain. Yeah. I think all of us have had, the, have had that experience where you see red, and then you have the music from Kill Bill flash in. Wee! <laughs> But yeah, but that's like, you know, number one, the Karen, the Steve, or the man-child. It, it all wraps in the one. Yeah. And it's just typical people who are really overprivileged, mm-hmm. and if the stars don't align, they will complain to the manager and raise a fuss. Yeah. You know, like, uh, if they shut the, the list down for windhold or anything, and they say, this is bullshit! I'm like, well, it says in the, uh, when you buy, like, the, 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 the lift ticket or the season pass, it says, hey, if we shut down the mountain, we are not held responsible. Yes. So, anything else on number one before we move on? Uh, I think we I think we know I think we know number one pretty well down. All right, I'll let you take number two, which is the noob. The noob. Now, this is not the rookie. I'm not talking like people who get out there skiing and snowboarding. We've all been there. We've all made some mistakes. Uh, you learn from those mistakes. I'm talking about like the, the noob in the negative connotation. The one that they do like one or two practice runs. I think they're God's gift to the world, and then go on the big mountain and get themselves hurt. Now, generally, does. does Generally, I see a few things with the noob. You see, uh, you know, they go on some of the da- the harder trails when they have no business being on, and they keep falling down and getting in your way. These are also people that usually do not rent like they, they rent like the the demo ski equipment or the basic ski equipment, but they never get like the helmets, the safety protection, the goggles. It's just like your know, wool caps and um, you know prayer. Yeah, they spend hundreds of dollars on the hotels, the booze, the ski tickets, the nice pair of skis, but can't spend, no, what, another 50 bucks on the helmet? On a good helmet, yeah. Usually these are the people you see skidding into the sides of the trails, and I saw two months ago when I was skiing at Mount Snow, I saw a noob skiing right into the into a rock. Ragsley, she didn't get hurt, but I'm like, wow, that could have ended very badly. Mm. So my warning is, like, know your limitations, and don't go on the mountain unless you feel you're ready to go on the big mountain. Play with play from uh, the big kids, the big leagues, the big leagues. Yeah. So we're gonna segue from the noob mm-hmm. to number three, quote unquote. Look, but no see. Why don't you take this way, bro? Now there is a rule for skiing or snowboarding mm-hmm. to look, be careful, and be mindful of the person in front of you as you're going downhill. Mm-hmm. However, over the years, we have morphed that to keep your head on a swivel at all yep. times. We have seen so many people that just don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. I see this a lot at Loon. <laughs> Got all the folks come from the Boston area. Loon, New Hampshire. Loon, New Hampshire. I'm, I'm going to knock Boston because I see a lot of folks coming from Boston. They got the accent. <laughs> they got the they got the mass plates. They, uh, they don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as they put the boots on on their boards or skis, like logic, common sense goes out the window because they want to go fast. I want to go fast. I want to go fast. Because both me and Ian almost got wiped out by this guy. It was just like, 
barrel down the slopes, don't mm-hmm. pay attention, and I almost got clipped my last time at Loon. They usually got their freaking ear pods in their ears, so it was like, la la la, la 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 land. I mean, that guy almost knocked you over, you want to, uh... Throw me into the gondola, right? Uh, yeah, you have to hold me back because you're telling me an assault charge does not look good on um, my public record. No, it would not. Yeah, so yeah, don't don't assault anyone, anybody. It's not it's not worth it. But yeah, but look, but no see. Basically, just pay attention yeah. on the slopes. Don't be that guy or gal that just barrels down, doesn't pay attention to anybody else, and then act surprised when they hit somebody. These are also the people that if you're on a narrow part of the trail, they will basically do a gigantic S. And cut everyone off. So you gotta, like, work around them. And they have no idea what's going on. And of course, if they get hit, they're gonna act like they're the victims. Yeah. Damn victim blaming, Jesus Christ. Now, let's go to number four. The pack. The pack. Alright, I'll tell you this one. These are the group of people... They've got two variations. we got, like, either a ski school or just a social group of friends and family who all travel together and they all feel the need to stop immediately in front of the chairlift when they get off. There's usually a couple of reasons for this. One, they want to, you know, you know, they got they got buckle their boots and everything, which is understandable, but you know, not not in the front. Two, they're playing on their phones or getting their ear like their uh, music set up. Or three, they're just gabbing. They're just talking and gabbing and talking about stuff that really isn't important. Important to them, but not to us. I got a problem with this because as soon as you get off the lift, they basically create a wall that you have to ski around, and then when they get yelled at by the lifties to get out of the way, they look either bemused or hurt, like, how dare you make, how dare you criticize me? Oh, yeah, I assume that quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's, guys, if, if you gotta, like, if you must talk, talk on the side of the trail, away from people. Yes, let the folks coming off the mm-hmm. ski, off the ski lift get off the trail. You know where it's really bad? Burke, when we get off the, uh... Get off the not, like the, 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 the midburk. The midburk, yeah. Like the like you turn a right, and there's always like thirty or forty people right in the center. Right, and in you the gotta center. go left or right, and they're all laughing. And you say something, but you know they're not paying attention. Like oh, yeah. and a couple of times I've gotten, I thought like, what happened if I just took my ski pole and whacked somebody in the head with it? Just push him. Oh, push him. Yeah. <sighs> good times. Good times. Now we're gonna go to number five. Space. The final frontier. These are the folks who cannot follow simple set instructions. I saw this a lot at the ski mount I worked at last winter. As soon as the skis are on, the brain shuts off. Mm-hmm. These are the type of folks who, when the sign says, please clear the way, get out of the lift, they're going to stand right there and put their earbuds in or yeah. ear, iPods or what, whatever. These are the folks that when it says let go of the T-bar, mm-hmm. they're going to hold on for dear life. Even when the lifty is screaming at them to let go. Let for, it go, let it go. For example, uh, the T-bar I worked at last last winter, there is a certain point where you got to let, let go because when the T-bar snaps back, mm-hmm. get to its proper place. And for, for those who don't, don't ski, a T-bar is basically, it looks like a giant T. Yeah. Uh, you you put like the, 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 the top of the T like under your butt and it takes you up the uh, lift. You, yeah. you, you can Google it. You, you can see what I mean. Mm-hmm. But when it snaps back... And our T-bar, the stop gate, if it gets caught by the T-bar mm-hmm. at a certain point, it shuts down. That means Lifty has to get out of the shack, climb up that hill, reset the stop gate, go back down, and reset the T-bar. And during the winter, it is a pain in the ass because it's always covered in ice. I had, like, one time <laughs> use a pickaxe to carve footholds in so I wouldn't slide down, <laughs> down the mountain. And... Oh. There's these two guys who've never been on before because everything else is shut down because of wind hold. Mm-hmm. And I am screaming at them, let go. 
Even though the big snaps was let go of the T-bar, they refused and they held on to the last second. Maybe they were scared. I don't care they were scared. They should have been there in the first place. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. If they were scared, then they should have been there in the first place. I mean, they're grown-ass men. Is that the guy who made a random phone call to your boss and called you yes, an asshole? I'll get there. <laughs> Basically, they didn't like go until the last second. Saka gets taken out. I gotta go up to reset. I yell at them. I fix it. I come back down. Another ski, patrol- ski patroller had told them, like, hey, you can't do that. And then their buddy starts yelling at her. Like, how dare you yell at them? Because they've been yelled at. So I yell at him. I think he didn't like being talked to by a, down by a woman. That was my, that was my theory. <laughs> so I yell at him. Apparently during the day, they called the uh, lift check and said, hey, that new lift is an asshole. Yeah, like, was it just anonymous? No name, no number or anything? You know, no stones. Yeah, no balls. <laughs> As you can see, folks, uh, that last winter, I got very jaded and hateful. Yes, well, that that's kind of the same thing. I call it like the, the 10% rule. 10% of the people I like, the rest just, you know... Space. Space, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about Loom with Mr. Ny- NyQuil? Uh, yeah, so I wrote up with a uh, Lifty uh, a couple of seasons ago. And he had told me when he was a Lifty at Loon. Uh, I think this, this might have been the local news. I'm not sure. I didn't. I haven't uh, checked. It, it could be a, 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 a you know, made-up story, but it was a good story. They had a guy who was sick with the, with the cold... And he took some medicine, but he didn't just take any medicine. He took NyQuil, the drowsy medicine. So as he's going up the lift, he falls asleep and falls off the lift, gets hurt, mountain gets shut down, they have to run him to the hospital. And I guess when either the medical staff or like the, the law enforcement officials talk to him, he, they ask him, did you take anything, the, you know, did you, take, did you ingest anything? He said, oh yeah, I took NyQuil. They asked him, why the hell did you take NyQuil instead of DayQuil? He said, oh, I thought they were the same thing. No guy. Night pools for night. Day pools for day. Get it right. I got I got no sympathy. Sounds like you don't. All right, no. we're gonna go from number six, four twenty. Yeah, four twenty. Bro, take this. All right, now I'm not knocking like you know marijuana smokers or anything. I got we both have a uh, you know friends who have smoked who smoke weed, and you know what? It's fine. Like ten years ago, I would have had a different opinion, but now I'm like, nah. You know, things get more relaxed. States are legalizing it. It's gonna be just a matter of time for all the states legalize marijuana for recreational use. You know what? It's not gonna bother me that much. What I got, but here's my pet peeve though, when it comes to skiing or snowboarding, just being on the mountain, especially if you are in an enclosed area, say a tram or a gondola, and you decide now is the best time to light up, light up Mary Jane. Have some respect for the people that, that are around you, especially like on a trip. You got 40 of the people crammed in. Not all of them are going to be appreciative of, of marijuana. Well, just, just have some uh, respect. It's like trying to hold your fart in, a, in like a, an enclosed space. Just be, like, have some manners. Because, you know, if you're on a gonzola that's built for eight people, you smoke, you smoke a bunch of joints on the way up. And the next person that comes, family that comes up on the gondola could be like a family of five. And you got like the three-year-old or like the six-year-old. Point to daddy. Daddy, why is this? Why is this car smell like pee pee? Like, have just some respect for the people around you. And I say this too for like you know weed, weed smokers and cigarette smokers. Vaping, jewels. vaping, yeah, vaping and jewels. I've I've gone down with some folks using the jewels, and let me tell you that shit still smells nasty. Yeah, like guys, I have a problem with you doing it. Just do it like out in the open and away from people. Like people who are probably not gonna be as appreciative. Just have a little respect for your common. You fellow uh, human beings. Same thing goes for, like, hardcore stuff. So I heard a story during the last shutdown for the government. A bunch of TSA workers got jobs mm-hmm. at one of these big ski mountains out west. Mm-hmm. 
And they had folks on they found like, you know, needles, uh, heroin, like the real hardcore shit. Sounds like the TSA did a better job on the ski slopes than they did in their uh, review a couple years back from the <laughs> feds. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Uh, moving on. <laughs> All right, number seven, Litterbug. This is a pet peeve of mine. So, I cannot tell you how many times when I'm skiing the slopes or when I'm like shutting down one of the lifts, I found beer cans all over the place. Mm-hmm. I get it. You want to have some beer, have a good time with your buddies, but for God's sakes, follow like, you know, the, um, the natural trails like leave no trace. Mm-hmm. If you bring trash with you, take it out. I cannot tell you how many times I found beer cans like stashed under the lift, under like one of the chairs, <laughs> like uh, nip bottles, uh, Beer cans. And it's like the, the cheap stuff, like the, the Bud Light, the bush. natural light, the Bush. Keystone. Keystone light. Like It's not even like the good stuff. It's like it's like the real cheap shit. <laughs> and uh, I remember like doing a couple of patrols. Like when we, were, we had some downtime, like a lot of lists were shut down. I found like a big pile of beer cans by one of the shacks. Like for, for Christ's sake, like that stuff stays mm-hmm. for years. It, it's a mountain. It's a natural resource. Preserve it. And for, if I ever find these guys like throwing beer cans out, I wanted to like just uh, throw them back, back at them. I find the same thing if you go hiking. Like it's not as bad, but every like you will find like you know bottles and uh, food wrappers. It's the same thing if it, if you're hiking like Lafayette or Mount Washington. Like guys, this is a natural thing, and if we destroy it, it's gonna be gone forever. So have some common courtesy. Yeah, they give you attitude. <laughs> give it right back. No, you get pushed, you push right back. That's my new motto. All right, going from number seven to number eight. Party out of bounds. Uh, any of you from the 80s, that's a B-52 song. Party out of bounds. A little homage to the 80s. But for this one, these are the folks that will go past the ropes, mm-hmm. duck ropes, and ski out of bounds of the area. Yeah. Now, it does happen a lot. I'm not saying, like, it's like a weird thing. A lot of folks do this. Yeah. But a lot of folks, the, the folks that we're kind of mentioning, they really don't know the mountain. They don't know the skill level. They don't know what they're doing. And like, they either get lost, they get hurt, ski patrols to go find them, or in the tragic case, they end up getting killed in an accident, and then the patrols gotta like bring their body off the mountain. You said you, you've, uh, in your mountain, you've, they found a few bodies in the summer that went out of bounds and went missing. Yeah, and a, a little bit of hearsay, but yeah. Uh, the main thing I was mentioning, I think it was like Stratton or something. Um, yeah, over, like, over the winter. Yeah, this last winter. There's, the Sigurds went out of bounds. Unfortunately, one guy went off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's like, you don't want to do that. Because, for, for God's sake, you go on a mountain to have fun. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody, your friends, your family, your loved ones, they don't want to get that phone call that because you wanted to go off the trail and catch some more powder that you end up getting killed in an accident. Yeah, guys, there is a reason why the mountains will, like, close certain trails or rope off certain areas. Like, don't go here. Ski patrol can't... It's for safety. For safety, yeah. It's not, it's not to, you know... It's not to like kill your uh, your your your, uh, your vibe or anything. It's for your safety. It's for your safety because like the, the patrol doesn't want to be the guys ha- having to deal with like uh, fatalities or and like um, injuries. No, of course not. I mean, ski patrol does that. That's their job. But common sense, folks. Common sense is going to be a very big theme in this in this podcast. How so? <laughs> All right, we got number. All right, we got number nine. My personal pet peeve: the powder hounds. All right, you take this one, man. The powder so hounds. The powder hounds are the ones who swarm the mountains whenever you have a big snow dump. Mm-hmm. Last year, we had a huge dump in about February. Like most of the roads were shut down. Mm-hmm. I had to stay in like a hotel next town over. It still took me a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. We're understaffed. We're trying to get the low zone because everything's buried in snow. You got like sho- shovel everything out. And there are folks that will just come in, get right up to you, even before, like, actual opening time. Is the mountain open? Is the mountain open? 
They're gonna yell at you like, it's the ski lift open, we'll all ski, we'll get this powder. I think, like, a hundred folks there, like, I think mm -hmm. one guy offered to help us out. The rest, like, <laughs> had their boots on, they're yelling at us, and we're under staff, we're trying, and we're trying to tell them, like, it's gonna be open when it's gonna be open, but they just didn't care. The triggering, you triggered them. Like, they swarm, a lot of them were pushy, they're rude. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a common theme, folks. I got really jaded with the ski industry and like the skiers oh, that last that last winter because I saw some folks were pretty decent. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, I saw a lot of good people there, but I saw a lot of folks who are either indifferent or just like hostile. Like they want to ski, they want the powder, and how dare that lifty tell us what to do? I'm gonna make like a living hell because I'm here. I bought my ticket. I want to ski. I want to get the powder. I suppose you didn't go postal that last season. Well, I lost my temper a few times. I actually, I actually yelled. That's something I never, I rarely do. Yeah, no, you never yell, Mister Nice Guy. Yeah, well, Mister Nice Guy has his limits. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we got the, we got that, <laughs> and let's go to number ten. Your favorite, the warrior. Yeah, quote unquote, the warrior. These are usually people that will take two, maybe three runs on a, on a, on a, on a good ski day, ski or snowboard day, and then decide that. They've had enough, and they'll go immediately to the bar. Immediately to the bar and have drinks for several hours with their friends and post on social media. About, oh, what a great day. What a great day on the mountain. Ha you, know, you know, hashtag, hashtag warrior, hashtag, uh, you know, brace the cold or whatever. I got a problem with these guys. Because, you know, the people who actually, like, who have a good time. Because we are diehards. When we ski, skiers, yeah. unless like something pops up, we try to ski towards the end of the day. Like, yeah, catch the last cheer. No, uh, we've we've had like you know hour long launches and everything. You know that that that's normal. But you're out there like six seven hours a day, try to get like thirty to forty thousand vertical feet on average, or at least twenty five thousand vertical feet on average. You're out there, and then at the end of the day, when it's four o'clock, you're out there for like what seven hours. You want to go in, grab a cold one, have a good time, and then head out, but you can't because the folks have been there since 2 o'clock. Are still there, and there's no place to sit, and they're running out of beer, and it's like, well... And everyone's like, oh, man, we had such a great day. I'm like, yeah, you had a great day. You spent your ass inside the last three hours. Don't give me that crap. <coughs> I got no sympathy for that. Yeah. Sorry, like, at the end of the day, guys, I like my beer. I like having a nice cold one just, just and just uh, chilling out. I think we all we all enjoy that, so just, just spread... Spread the love. Spread the love. And spread social dis distancing now. Yeah, so spread that social distancing, which uh, we'll see how long this goes. We'll see. Yeah. I think about wraps everything up for the top ten skiers you don't want to be. Or boarders. Yeah. Snowboarders, you're not off the hook. I've seen a lot of folks who snowboard aren't really good or use common sense. Remember, that we say this with 90% love and just a little just a little bit of hate. Yeah, 10% hate. 10% hate, yeah. And uh, I think that wraps, wraps it up, boss. You got any uh, words of advice for people? If you folks do ski and snowboard, wear a helmet, obey the, obey the rules. Use common sense. Ski in control. Because nobody wants to bring your bad carcass off the mountain. Use common sense. Because then you can have a good time. If you don't use common sense, you're going to have a bad time. Exactly. Uh, I think uh, I think this just about wraps it up. And uh, in all seriousness, guys, uh, there's, a, there's a whole pandemic going on. Just... Uh, I'll say some words from the, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have a little bit of history in here. I'll just say some words from the British wartime poster in World War II, that famous one, Keep Calm and Carry On. I, I know it, it, this is affecting a lot of people. A lot of folks right now are out of work. A lot of folks... It's affecting me. I have a job. Yeah, yeah. You uh, may have to file for unemployment in the next few months. That's going to be something I really don't want to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. But uh, you might have to. And, uh, you know, I'm 
I'm still working on my security job, but we're like revamping up, making sure we're taking every precaution to be safe. And you know, I, I get it. It's it's frustrating and it's 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 a little scary. Let's, it's a little scary. Lie. Yeah, I'm, I've been on my toes a bit more, and I've been a little more paranoid about you know cleanliness and all that. So I and I know people are like told to stay at home for like the next several weeks. We don't know how long this uh, like this quarantine is gonna be. But uh, but that's why we try to you know make this little PSA uh, podcast like have some fun, have some serious with it, just lighten the mood. Look, folks, I'll, I'll leave some words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. The United States and the world survived World War One and the influenza outbreak of 1918, Yeah, it cha- it was a game changer, but society got through it without collapsing. Now, the next few weeks, maybe the next month, is gonna be tough on a lot of folks. Yeah, but do your best. Keep calm. Follow the advice, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. And don't call please, anyone. if you're one of those folks that feels the need to buy like 5,000 rolls of toilet paper, don't be those guys. Yeah. They, supply is coming, just demand is high right now. So we're not going to run out of toilet paper, but for God's sakes, I don't want to see somebody like jamming their cart full of 20 big rolls of toilet paper when nobody else can get any. That's, yeah. that's just rude. It is. Or like the. Or the uh, guy in Tennessee who bought like 18,000 things of hand sanitizer was going to sell them. Yeah, yeah. Price gouging. I love price gouging. Yeah. Man, if he's hearing this, I hope he uh, gets some jail time. That'd be nice. We'll see. Some some justice. But uh, I think that wraps up for this uh, podcast, everybody. So thanks for listening in. And again, giving some shout-outs to Combat Vet and Yuja Thomas. We love you guys. We watch every video you have. So... Keep it up, and hopefully you and your families are uh, are doing okay with this whole thing, your loved ones. Yeah, good luck, everyone. Take care. Bye for now. Bye-bye.